This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. And we uh, are going to go directly into our SPCA of Texas Pit of the Week. The phone lines are filled. We have Brian in Mansfield, who's been waiting so patiently. And I'll get my dog done, and then we'll go directly to Brian. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Bella. Bella had a rough start in life. A beautiful mixed-breed eight-year-old lady is all class. Her shiny, mostly black coat with white markings, including four socks and the tip of her tail, make this 48-pound pup remarkably health, uh, lovely. Never mind her flopping ears and those piercing brown eyes. Bella will have you at uh, hello. <laughs> as soon as you say that, you're gonna, she's going to win you over. Bella is great with kids of all ages. She loves all the people she's met at the SPCA of Texas. She enjoys long walks and does really well on a leash. Bella is a great listener and such good company. She will be the only dog in her forever home because other dogs make her nervous. You need to know that. Please visit Bella's profile on the SPCA of Texas website to learn more about her. Now, I mentioned to my my crowd over at KLF yesterday afternoon, we have a new a new lady who is writing these for me at um, uh, at the SPCA, and I'm getting long URLs that are just almost impossible to relate to you on radio. I, I have no choice but to give this to you, and if Bella sounds good, then go for it. You can uh, go to spca.org slash, there's just no way to get you there to see her. She's beautiful. I don't see it anywhere in here, unfortunately. Well, I'm just going to have to do it. All right. Um, I guess I, I will do the HTTPS colon slash slash that's the start for almost everything i think https colon slash slash now here we go spca.org slash adoptable slash bella short dash two slash oh i gotta do something better than that and we'll get that done by next week come meet her any day of the week from noon until six at the dallas animal care center she'll be waiting to meet you Sweet Bella qualifies for SPCA of Texas, uh, the SPCA of Texas Seniors for Seniors special. All adoptions of animals age seven and older to senior adults are free. And uh, that's a pretty good deal. And she is just a beautiful dog. SPCA of Texas has a special until the end of July all this month. All adult animals, animals six months and older, which includes Bella, are only $25 at the SPCA of Texas Dallas Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive and the Ellis County Animal Center at 2570 Farm to Market uh, 878 in Waxahachie. Adult dogs and cats are normally $75, but they're $25. And uh, puppies and kittens under age of six months are $150. There are a lot of numbers and things I just gave you. They're probably too much. Uh, just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Bella has been spayed, microchipped, and she's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. I'll uh, I'll get that streamlined, but I hope you'll go and, and take a look at Bella and get her adopted. She's at the Dallas Animal Care Center, and she's beautiful. And that's sponsored today by Advanced Foundation Repair. They are leaders in the foundation repair industry. It's been that way all the way since I started doing ads for them 27, almost 28 years ago. Proudly doing those ads because I found out early on that they are highly recommended by people in their industry and by their customers. I had 15 customers that were lined up for me by uh, Fred Marshall, and he said, check with these folks. We've done, these are the 15 latest, and I contacted them, and they were very, very happy. I think there were a couple of them that had been uh, a year more uh, in the past, and they said, oh, yeah, these folks do a great job. They had all kinds of comments. Um, so I And I can say the same thing. They did work for us, and they did it perfectly, and they'll do the same for you. 
You get a lifetime guarantee of their work when they repair your slab. You get a lifetime warranty transferable from owner to owner to owner. They make your house whole once again. And they have pioneered so many innovations, things like the lifetime warranty, but also technical innovations and physical work that they do and how they do it. And they have patents on that. Their work is backed by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. You will be very happy for this referral. And by the way, when they come out to do their free home analysis, if they don't find a problem, they'll just tell you that. They don't need to dream up work. But uh, this is the company. Let me give you the contact information. It's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com, Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now, or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text BETTER, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, now we go to Brian in Mansfield, the most patient man this side of uh, hmm, New Mexico. Brian, how are you? I'm more impatient. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry it took so long. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I've got five Pocomo crepe myrtles uh, out in my front yard. They get sun from about 9 till sunset. And over the last three or four years, I've had the scale on them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it stunted their growth, of course, and the leaves and blooming and all that. So I've used BioAdvance on it. I got from Callaway's. Right. And it, it helped tremendously spray uh, once and then 14 days later and then something uh, another 14 days later. And it's really done a great job. But still, their, their mature size, about three by three feet. And uh, I treated them early this year whenever the foliage, you know, the buds started coming on. And it, it, it cleaned it up. But once it started blooming, actually, it bloomed a couple months ago very lightly. And but I read the label and it said not to spray once it starts blooming, so I backed off. Mm-hmm. And over the years, uh, one side would get scale, stunt the growth, so it kind of, you know, took. I, I'm not looking for perfectly round, and they're round, round shrub type. And I was just wondering. I know you don't like crepe murder, and I don't do I, it myself. I didn't. Before you go to that, I'm going to back up. Um, I missed a sentence about two sentences ago about, well, I can't, I can't recreate enough of it to help. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, uh, is it on the, the, uh, spraying of the, with the bio advance? No, it was after that. I, I'm, I'm current. Um, okay. But anyways, it kind of stunted the growth on one side and, mm-hmm. and then on, you know, after I sprayed 14 days and then 14 days, it cleared it up. But once it started flowering, it says not to spray. Once yeah, I got all that. Flowering. Yeah, I'm good okay. with you on that. Okay, but it, it's still uh, some of the leaves are a darker, dark green, and it's still getting some scale on there. Okay. Uh, and I'm not getting as much bloom in that area. But the did you, I didn't go ahead. Did you use this is for other people? This is imidacloprid, I M I D A C L O P R I D. And uh, the reason that that product has that disclaimer on it is there was a uh, a big uh, rumor, it was more than a rumor, a big accusation that it was causing that that is a very uh, highly used insecticide worldwide. And it was accused of being a major factor in bee colony collapse. This, this shortage of bees is happening worldwide. Well, uh, it was has been determined by some very reputable universities and other agencies that that is not the case. But I, I think Bayer probably. I'm, I'm, I haven't read up on it recently in the last month or two, and I'm also putting my own opinion in. But I'll bet you Bayer just didn't want to take that chance, and they're leaving that disclaimer there, and that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. Um, 
we shouldn't That's be on spray- the spraying yeah, when it's sh- flowering. Yeah, we shouldn't be spraying anything. Okay. Shouldn't you know okay. pick any insecticide? Shouldn't be spraying it while the things are in bloom. Okay. Uh, so so that I'm okay with, but. Uh, the the other thing that may not be on the label is that that should be used as a soil drench for crepe myrtle bark scale. I think I, I think it does talk spray the foliage and then spray the soil around it. Well, you don't spray it. You mix you 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 mix it and pour it directly into the soil. Pour it in and then water it in. Did okay. you do that in mid May? Yeah. Well, I didn't pour it, but I sprayed the foliage and sprayed the soil, but I did not pour it in. You wouldn't have gotten nearly enough if you just sprayed the soil. I think next year that would be what I would do. This is kind of on the heels of the – that's why I was sure hoping you'd stay on on hold uh, because that's what she had done, and it it does help. And uh, I've seen that demonstration in many miles of our crepe myrtle uh, medians in in, uh, McKinney where uh, Mike Merchant and others subsequently after he retired – tested this, tried it, and it, it worked. It really worked where they treated in mid-May with imidacloprid, and they compared it to other insecticides, and it worked very well. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll try that this next uh, spring. But yes. my other question is, it kind of stunted growth on one side and then the other, and then it's growing out longer toward the bottom. One of the ladies at Callaway recommended I get that bio-advance and use it, but she also told me, to pull all mulch from from around the base, and she told me that the low ones that are growing into the ground, the branches to trim them up and give it kind of a breathing area through there. Not trim them up high, but the ones that are laying on the ground. But my real total question is, I know you don't like crepe murder, and I don't do it, but on these, I just kind of like to aesthetically, you know, shape them up. I don't have any problem with that, Brian. I don't have any problem at all with it. And remind me to come back to that because I have a a comment to make for you. Uh, I want to go back to the mulch. Um, If you're going to do a soil drench with a midocloprid in the middle of May, May 15, you don't want to have a lot of mulch on the ground that might soak it up. Right, right. That's right. the that's the reason you pull mulch away. That is the prime reason you would be pulling mulch away, is so you can get it onto the ground and into the soil. Um, as far as crepe uh, uh, murder, to I don't use that term. Greg Grant introduced it, and it's just been so used so much that I I don't use it. But but you're right. Uh, I don't uh, suggest it for any uh, of the the tree form crepe myrtles, uh, any of the the larger crepe myrtles. There is a group of crepe myrtles that are dwarfs, not this dwarf, but but uh, the dwarf crepe myrtles, uh, like uh, the Petite series that I like so much. They're so beautiful. They're they're taller than Pokemoke, um, and uh, they just bloom beautifully. And they get about thigh high, about three to four feet tall, and they've been around a long time. The the about 1960s when they were introduced. Um, they're the best of the dwarfs, and the the best ones I have ever seen in many, many different landscapes are pruned every year like we prune salvia gregi. Pruned back, or, or bush roses used to be pruned when they were healthy, pruned back by half in the middle of the winter, and they come back almost like perennials. They're beautiful. So in that case, I don't have any problem with it in the in the dwarfs. And so with Pocomoke, I think you could do that. The problem for poor old Pocomoke is it's so slow-growing. That if you yeah. do that, it's going to take longer to come back. That yeah, is a they're strange. They're about 10, 11, 12 years old, so yeah. that... they're hanging in there. They just get stunted when they get that skill. I've seen that happen. I, I have seen that happen, and there is a, a business that I go past uh, uh, at least once a week, a uh, business that I believe in very greatly. It's a sponsor of this hour. <laughs> they had yeah. some in, in a landscape, and, and they took them out. They just got tired of having to prune them. Okay, so six inches maybe cut back to shape them somewhat, yes. you know, and then should I trim those low branches that are growing into the ground, cut them off? I'm not picturing what you have. Uh, that one I don't have an answer on because I can't, I can't figure well, out you what know, you're like, talking about. You know how abelia grows, the bushes, yes. and they grow down just laying on the ground? Yeah, okay. That's kind of what these branches on the Pocomokes are doing. But Doesn't she sound like it's... Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to contribute to anything, so you might as well get them out of there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll do the soil drench next spring, and or could I do that now? 
you can do it now. Like I told the other lady, uh, you could do yeah. it now. I don't think it'll have the impact that it would in mid-May. Mike did, Mike, Dr. Mike Merchant did that research at different times in the year to find out what is the best time. And his determination was that if you wait until summer, uh, you've missed the prime time because the, the young, uh, uh, scale insects emerge and are active before now. Okay. So, let me ask you real, real quick again. Okay. And I don't know if you can kind of counter, counter dict what the, the label says, but it says not to spray when it's flowering. And you said that's contributing to, to it is not for the bees. So. Could I go ahead and use that again? I mean, there's some areas that I, I see the scale on the leaves and everything else. Could I go ahead and respray now? Yes, I would do it at late, late at night when the bees are not flying. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's All right, Neil, there. I appreciate your help. You betcha. Take care. Thanks for waiting on me. All right, Karen in Saginaw now gets the next apology out, and so does Kevin in North Richland Hills. We'll get you there. Uh, at least one of those two questions is not going to be a lengthy one. I hope uh, neither one will be for their sakes. So anyway, we'll get there. Nils Ray's Lone Star Gardening has actually has the information I just gave. It's all there for you if uh, if you're interested. And you can see, I think I have a photo of Pokemon even. It is a, a crepe myrtle. It's unlike any other crepe myrtle. Uh, this might be the only gardening reference book you will need. Hardback, 344 pages, 840 photos, printed in Texas. 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that calendar that tells you when to do everything, like when to apply the imidacloprid. Uh, chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all there. book is uh, reduced to thirty-six ninety-five to help in these economic times, and uh, that is... A, a, thing i decided to do back early spring not going to leave it there forever so if you're interested i would suggest you get that uh, taken care of right away now the book is not in stores and it's not on amazon i sign every copy as it sells that's the reason i couldn't put it in stores and on amazon i guarantee your satisfaction even if you haven't seen the book you can buy it knowing that you can get all of your money back if you're not satisfied Sold 79,000 copies, and I've not had one request for refund. Uh, order it from my office or order it from my website. The website's the better way because you can get it done, and I'll be signing those books tonight, tomorrow, and on the 4th. And we'll get them in the mail on Wednesday. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening for $36.95. Signed copy, satisfaction guaranteed. Here is the phone number. To call tomorrow between 10 and 2, that's the number, the, uh, that's the time the office will be open. It's 800 752 GROW. 800 752 4769. And then the other way, which is the better way, is to order it directly from my website, Neil Sperry, N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. People love their Mueller metal homes. This is what we dreamed about and we didn't really have a plan for the interior or the finish out. We just wanted the structure up and we're taking it from there. Looking at the sunrise in the morning, the sunset at night, just what we love. I use Mueller because they make a superior product. This is our home. This is our, our forever home. Enjoying every minute of it and seeing it all come together and one of these days I'll get her done. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very much. Pastor Tommy is our pastor. That's our church, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. It's a Holy Communion Sunday, and you are welcomed there. All the information on service times and uh, any inf other information, including podcasts of the service uh, services, uh, available to you at uh, sharingtheheart.org. And there'll be a Fourth of July parade also that goes right by our church, so hope you'll become a part of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. 
I have great news from Baylor Scott and White Health. They've made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time. Oh, and by the way, thanks to them for sponsoring this entire hour of my program since 2005. Now they offer 24-7 video visits on the MyBSW Health app. You can get virtual care whenever and wherever you need it, like right now maybe or later tonight, even on weekends when allergies or heat issues might act up while you're out in the garden. Whenever you run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature, the best part is that you don't even have to stop what you're doing to get the care that you need. You can stay focused on doing what we, what you love. Now, if you're having some kind of heat issue, maybe you do stop what you're doing. They'll help you. It's as simple as texting BETTER to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app. That's uh, discover uh, the uh, convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408. Baylor, Scott & White Health. My BSW Health text better to 88408. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text better, B E T T E R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, we go to Karen in Saginaw. Karen, this is Neil. Good morning. Um, this is Karen and Murphy. Oh, okay. Not even close to Saginaw. How can I help you? <laughs> um, I have got, um, my whole yard is in bloom right now. It looks great. I've got lots of annuals, perennials, except for one bed. It's got Angelonia. It's got Snow Princess, Alyssum. It's got Purple Hyacinth Bean. I've got Autumn Sage in there. And I've got some Gumphrina. The only thing that's blooming in there is the Gumphrina. And it, everything else, the Angelonia is usually, you know, in just massive, you know, purple, white, and pink everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of, it. there's no, it just seems like everything else is not blooming in that bed. By You know, it's a west bed. I've, I've planted the same things in there year, you know. I change it up a little bit every year, but this year it's just kind of petered out and nothing, you know, the rest of my yard is just massive blooms. All right. So, this is going to be almost impossible to figure out that we're going to have to trace. It's it's not going to be an insect or disease. Uh, so we rule those out. I guess, I guess it'd be possible to be insects, but you'd be saying, Neil, I had grasshoppers come through and they ate everything. You didn't yeah. say that. And, or, or we had armadillos come through and they dug everything up. You didn't say that. So <laughs> it's, it's much more likely to be environmental. And therefore, uh, it, it boils down to um, something like uh, the soil has completely played out. I'm just giving you examples. Right. I'm going to let you think about it during the newscast, and then we'll try to fine-tune it. It's going to boil down to something like the soil has played out because I've worked it for four years and the crops did well, but I've noticed they've gone downhill a little bit, now all of a sudden really downhill. Or um, I have a shade tree that suddenly has just gone nuts and is much bigger and is shading that bed now. Or... Um, Somebody used a weed and feed fertilizer that may have washed into part of the bed yeah. or Mm-mm. something odd like that. And I just need to have you think about what could have happened that that uh, would make it different. But it's a culture, environmental problem in that in that bed. Mull on that a little bit while we while we listen to the news, and then then I'll help you. I'll, we'll try to diagnose it. But it's going to be okay. something that is not insect or disease related because it it well, it wouldn't impact all more... the things. Like, let me come back to you right after the news, and we'll do that. And uh, Kevin in North Richland Hills with a beetle laying eggs in your trees, killing them. Um, I can help you with that. I think I have a, an idea that might be on target with that. Folks, stay tuned. Right after the news, we'll get these gripping episodes and hopefully bring them to conclusion. DFW's News Talk Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WBAP. And KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A cumulus media station. 
Trending now. Two dead and many hurt in Baltimore. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. In Garland, an accident leaves two right lanes blocked on 635 southbound at Centerville-Ferguson Road. And in Plano, an accident is blocking the right lane on 75 northbound at Legacy Drive. Your WBAP weather forecast today, partly sunny with a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, highs in the mid-90s. Tonight, cloudy with lows in the mid-70s. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms, humid with highs in the mid-90s. Right now, it's 84 degrees in Dallas, 82 degrees in Fort Worth. Early this morning, a mass shooting took place in Baltimore, leaving at least two dead and three in critical condition. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott spoke at a press conference. This morning, all of Baltimore is grieving the lives that we lost here, and our hearts are with all those who are still recovering at the result of this mass shooting. Thirty people were injured, again three in critical condition, and an 18-year-old woman and a 20-year-old man died. Fire officials across North Texas are reminding North Texans about laws surrounding fireworks this 4th of July holiday. Fireworks are illegal in the city of Fort Worth. The possession, the use, the sale of fireworks is illegal, except for the permitted shows, which we're going to encourage you to to seek out. Fort Worth Fire Battalion Chief Richard Harrison is asking that residents leave fireworks for the professionals and warns of more than just potential legal trouble. He says fireworks can be dangerous and in some cases deadly. Again, it's 84 in Dallas, 82 in Fort Worth. Today, showers and thunderstorms with a high in the mid-90s. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Stay tuned for your next news update at 10 o'clock. And be sure to check back several times throughout your day to keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP. That's 99.5 FM HD2. You know how much a tree is worth in a landscape? A really good tree, a a high-quality shade tree that's been properly placed and cared for, it may be worth $10,000, $20,000 in the resale value of a home. A really big tree could be worth more than that. It uh, depends on so many different factors. But my point in saying that is that you need to care for that kind of a tree. You need to take care of it. You need to look out for it. And for example, let's say that you're considering putting a new driveway in, or maybe you have to cut a new sewer line in, or maybe you uh, want to add a room. Something has to change. Maybe a drainage pattern has to change. So you just go about your business and you start moving the soil around. You do this, you do that. I think you might want to consider having arborological services look at the situation first and guide you. There are times when you have arborological services out to your home to look at the trees where they don't do a thing. They never get the saw off the truck. And uh, the reason for that is they're just doing consulting with you to hold your hand to make sure that you don't do anything horrible that would ruin a valuable shade tree. I've never, in all of my 25 years of doing ads for them, I've never done an ad like this. But this may be the most important ad I can do for them. You have them look at the tree and say, don't put that soil over the root system. Or it's okay to put a little bit over here, but don't put it over there. Or here's a root you can remove come fall. Or here's a branch that needs to come off. Or whatever. Steve Hauser has said, Neil, we need to take part of the weight off that branch. In other words, that branch is heavy. It's hanging over your house. We'd like to take some of the growth off just to reduce some of the weight on that branch, some of the demands on that branch. That's the kind of work they can do. And in many cases, it doesn't involve any physical work other than consultation. If you want to have them look at 20 trees and say which can be saved, so that you can build a house, they can do that. These are all reasons you call Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. And, of course, if you need the finest in real tree care, call that same number, Arborological.com, Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. With so much happening, you never want to miss a moment. These days, you don't have to. On air, online, and always on your smart device. Use Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. 
Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, really helpful hardware folks. And uh, they are the place where you can go to get all of your needs for any kind of home work that you're doing. Maybe you're painting, maybe you are doing construction work of some sort. Perhaps you need electrical help or plumbing help, and uh, they can help you. They, they have the knowledge. They have the experts in the store. In fact, that's one of the first things they'll do when you come in the door is they'll say, how can we help you? And you try that in some of the big national chain stores. Try to find anybody with the right colored shirt to, to uh, talk to. And not at Ace. They're there waiting for you to help you, and they'll be glad to help you. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace Premium Wild Bird Food. 20-pound bags get two bags for $20. The mix attracts bluebirds, cardinals, chickadees, blue jays, nuthatches, finches, song sparrows, and other desirable birds. It's vitamin and mineral enriched. They've been added to the mix. It's rich in sunflower and white millet. And those are some of a bird's favorite seeds. It, uh, is, it's in strong, puncture-resistant polywoven bags to keep the products fresh. Ace stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods. They are owned and, and run by people you already know, people you meet in other capacities, at church or in Little League or at PTA, taking kids to school. That's why they are so important. They're part of the fabric of our communities. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. News Talk 820, WBAP, FM 99.5 HD2, and WBAP.com. Why would you want to pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own your own genuine Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable and they offer permanent storage solutions right there in your own backyard. They have a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors in from which to choose. Uh, there is a backyard building complement that will complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller Standard Series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. So from workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at Mueller, Inc., Dot com to get a free customized building estimate. That's Mueller, Inc., M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Mueller, Inc.com. While you're there, click on their color selector tool. It makes choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller steel buildings and Mueller metal roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them at 877, uh, uh, I'm sorry, at MuellerInc.com. That's uh, MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Having some double vision problems this morning with uh, the vertigo issues, and so I'm hesitating on a few of the words in my ad copy forgive me let's go to karen and saginaw karen this is neil thank you for your patience and murphy i'm sorry yeah we're back now let me try to help what uh, is she still there yep, looks like, yeah yeah there, there you go it looked like you just dropped oh i'll be changing it for me uh, tell me what might be different that uh, would have caused this uh a poor performance of your plants in that well, bed. Well, I've, I've kind of gone over it in my head, and I really sure. can't think of anything different. The only thing that I'm thinking is that it's probably time to, it's been years since I've done a soil test. Um, I mean, I've got the black clay soil. I amend it with, um, you know, I have compost, my own compost, and I use expanded shell and the compost every time I plant anything you know, I'll put a little bit of mix of that in every time I plant. So I'm I, either that, or I'm thinking that maybe it just needs a little bit, of, a little bit more fertilizer. Um, That's always a possibility. Know. When you when you get ready to plant in the spring, what do you have there in the winter? Do you put pansies in other things or what? Yes, violas and pansies. 
All right, mm-hmm. and what do you do when you take them out and put uh, put these in? How how do you work the soil up at that point? Um, I'll dig in it all. I, in fact, I just got a, um, a rototiller um, to be able to rototill that that area um, where I plant. Um, I, right. And you know, when, did you, just when did you get of, the rototiller, before or after these were planted? Before, but I, I really work the soil pretty well by hand. You know, I don't think you uh, yeah, can I, do that. I, I just uh, as a as a practicing gardener of all of my life, 70 years, I, I don't think you can hand work our black clay soil nearly as effectively as you can, even with the mini tiller, M-I-N-I, um, to, to blend things. You need to work that soil down six inches deep and work in a lot more organic matter. I, I'm I, I'm a believer in compost but I believe it needs to be used in addition to other organic matter at the same time. Uh, and if you mix in some of these other forms of organic matter with the compost in the compost pile, then that accomplishes the same thing. But what I will do is when I work soil up the first time, before just virgin black clay soil, I will get all the grass and weeds out of the way and then rototill the bare ground just to break that, get that over with and rake out the rocks and the roots. And then I'll come back and put a two-inch layer of sphagnum peat moss, one inch each, a finely ground pine bark mulch, um, compost, really well-rotted compost, one inch of rotted manure, and one inch of, um, am I leaving out? Uh, got a, another form of organic matter and one inch of expanded shale. And then I will I will uh, rototill again down to for annual flowers eight or ten inches, and blend all that together. That raises the bed up, and it also makes almost a potting soil. Then every time I change crops and go back, I will use my mini tiller to and and put about half that much, another three or four inches in, or two or three inches in, and rototill down to that same eight or ten inches. And that keeps it always fresh. Now, a lot of times people prepare the soil the first time, and then they just kind of go in and plant things into what they assume is still just perfect soil, and it it loses that perfect nature really quickly um, because the organic matter breaks down. That would be the only thing that I can think of, Karen, that it may be that the soil just got tired. But you're right. It may well be that, that fertilizer is needed. You can tell that pretty quickly by looking at the plants. They'll be pale and and really lethargic they won't grow well and that's how my purple hyacinth bean is and that's usually the spot that it goes crazy and the one in the back is going crazy well but give, it, give it a try the, the okay, poor so soil you said, the, could, yeah. you said sphagnum moss pine bark yeah um, compost and rotted manure there's the four organic matter and then expanded shell put five things in now i don't okay. use expanded shale every time because it doesn't break down but the others do Okay, I probably got enough expanded shell in there right now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank All you right. so much. You're a wonderful person to wait twice for me. I, I hope I'm worth it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good day. Take thank care. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Kevin in North Richland Hills. He's not going to have to wait any longer. Kevin, thank you for your patience too. How can I help? Kevin, maybe we tested his patience too much. What do you think, Mike? I'm here. Oh, you are there. Good deal. How can I help you, Kevin? All right. You're doing a great job. Thank uh, you. I'm sorry trying. About the ver- uh, sorry about the vertigo thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, my dad um, heard on the news, I don't know where, uh, that um, there, there's a beetle uh, that's laying eggs in trees. Okay. Hello? Okay. I'm here. And, uh, I'm just waiting yeah, for yeah, more I'm, detail. I'm, yeah. And... Uh, um, it's it's eating the trees, eating the shrubs, uh, everything else, and uh, uh, I just didn't know if you had any information. I know you're not an entomologist, okay, uh, but uh, if you could give me some insight, uh, uh, greatly appreciate that one. All right. Well, let me ask you two or three questions first, because I did not hear or see that news release. Uh, this is local. Uh, yes, he said it was. All right. And uh, what types of trees are involved? What species? 
they, they said all species of trees. Now they're they're not they don't have your expertise. They're they're just news reporters or uh, I don't call them that talking heads. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't know if you had uh, heard of this or not. Uh, we've got uh, fruitless mulberry that's uh, coming up on forty five years old and a bunch of old trees in the neighborhood. And uh, just want to be proactive. Well, it is it. It's almost unheard of for a particular beetle. First of all, beetles don't lay eggs. Beetles don't eat foliage generally uh, in in great quantities. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything that would fit. Um, the larvae maybe, of beetles. Maybe, maybe they were uh, misinformed. Well, they, they lay the larvae, and the larvae eats um, into uh, the trees. That, that's what he told me, and I told him I'd give you a call. All right, well, that would that could be boars, and there are boars that, that would kill trees, but boars are very specific to species. Now, he may have been hearing about the emerald ash borer coming into the Metroplex and, and, and going after ash trees. Our son was just at the uh, Louisville Slugger plant in, in Louisville, with his son, with our grandson, and they were talking there about how they don't have any more ash trees because that, that insect has annihilated the ash trees across the eastern half of the United States. Um, and so that's that's newsworthy, and that's made a lot of news, but that's a specific beetle going after a specific species of trees. There's too much blue sky between what he heard or read and, and my ears, and I'm, I'm just I'm trying to figure out what it would be. Uh, well, that the, that may, may may be correct because yeah. I, uh, my dad's very coherent, but he's eight eight years old, and I <laughs> it, it, it's funny, you know, when you get older. But hey, yeah. I, I talked to you before about the tree that he brought down from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, the evergreen. Uh, last time I talked to you, it was uh, about sixty feet tall. Now it's about seventy feet tall. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yep, and uh, my dad said I'd never grow down there. My uncle said uh, you just watch. So, no. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> well, that's that's one that has made a lot of news lately is the emerald ash borer, and it, it has continued its march into Texas. That would be my guess. You might ask him about that. It's a very pretty insect, sadly. But look it up and, and have a uh, have a, a picture of it when you see him and show it to him. See, ask if that sounds familiar. Uh, okay. Ash trees, uh, my wife is from Ohio. Uh, although we haven't lived up there for a long, long time. But, but ash trees used to line all of the forests up there, the maple forests. And when emerald ash borers moved in, all of those trees died. And so you had this skirt of, of um, dead trees all around the forests. I mean, hundreds of miles of it. And it was just really sad to see all of that. Ash trees are kind of pretty. And, and all that lumber, it's a, a very pretty lumber, and it's gone. Um, and so when it began to impact the lumber industry and, and Louisville sluggers, especially, uh, it made a lot of news and now they're coming into, into Texas and there are a lot of ash trees in, in Texas, in East Texas and in the, in the Metroplex, some big ash trees in landscapes. And it's a matter of how many years are they going to make it? Not many more years. So anybody who has an ash tree, you need to be talking to your certified arborist. I'll bet that's probably what he heard. Okay, what's emer- What's the beetle? Emerald, emerald like, the, like the like the gemstone, yeah. emerald yeah. ash, A-S-H, borer, B-O-R-E-R. Okay, got that. All right, you keep doing a good job, all right? Thank you, Kevin. You betcha. Have a good day. Take care. All right, we'll take our last break. I don't have any calls ahead. I would love to have one. I just need one. If you want to be the courageous soul who is the next caller. <laughs> Oh, my. Sounds like one of the contests. All right. We're going to do three ads in this one, Mike. I'm going to let people know about eGardens here if it kills me. I've had to throw all those ads away all morning, but I'm going to do this one. I'm going to put it here. Let me tell you about my book. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I worked a year on this book, and it is my pleasure to tell you about it. Uh, If you haven't seen it, uh, I can understand that. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. You can't trot yourself in and into a bookstore and look for it because it's not going to be there. They're going to have the old cowboy boot book from 1991. 
And that one's really out of date. Don't get that. Please don't get that. Had somebody bring me one just the other day. They were so excited. They just bought it to give to someone. And I didn't say anything. You just can't. It's very uncomfortable. I, uh, well, anyway. But this is the one you want to give. And, and especially if you want to give a hint, hey, I really would like Neil's book. Let them know you want the one with the Adirondack chair on the cover. And by the way, you can only get it through Neil's website. It's not in stores. Give them that much of a clue, won't you please? Because otherwise you'll get the old book. Uh, This book has 840 of my photos, 344 pages. Uh, It is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I self-published it so I could have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. Uh, the 11 chapters, chapter one's the basics of gardening in Texas, things you have to know to get started. Chapter two, I've never had in a book before. It's that 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants in your landscape and garden. You turn the page to July, and there are all the things you need to watch out for in July, all the things that you need to accomplish in July. That's based on my 48 years now, let's see, no, I'm sorry, 53 years of answering people's garden questions. That's what I've been doing, and so I put it to use. Uh, That's chapter 2. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. A lot of detail there, and it's all waiting for you. And uh, more than 25 multi-page charts. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny you invest in the book, even if it's been a month or two and you say, eh, I've changed my mind, I don't really want it. It hasn't happened yet, not one request for refund, 79,000 copies sold. Uh, it is $36.95, that is a lot less than you would expect to pay for a hardback printed on high quality paper and printed in Texas. But uh, And here are the two ways, since it's not in stores, not on Amazon, here are the two ways you can get it. One of them is to call my office. Normally, I'd say Monday through Friday business hours. Well, tomorrow it'll be 10 to 2. Those are the hours we'll be doing business tomorrow, 10 to 2. And then Tuesday, uh, nothing. You have no chance on Tuesday to call the office. And then Wednesday, business hours, and on after that. But the better way is to just do it now. Do it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Sunburst Shutters. Let me tell you how much we like ours. Let me tell you how really nice the people are. I knew that the moment I met them, and I knew that we wanted these in our house the minute I saw them. Every one of them is custom made. When they come to your house, they're in bundles. They don't look like shutters. They're not assembled at all. They're in bundles, and they're they're banded together. That's a shutter, you'll say, and it is. These are plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and four-and-a-half-inch louver size. Big shutters, and that means that you have fewer lines when they open. That's a good thing. You get to have that nice vista out your window into your landscape or across the fence and into the golf course or whatever, wherever, wherever it is you live. They're just beautiful. Maybe you don't live. I don't live on a golf course. We have a nice backyard, and I want to see that. Sunburst Shutters allows that. Uh, the, uh, uh, the fact that they're custom fit to each window by window means that they are very energy efficient and very light tight. There's just so much to love about Sunburst Shutters. They're white or off-white, so they match almost any color you have in your home, and uh, they'll help you. They'll help you choose the color, the louver size, the whole works. They're affordable, and you're going to say, I wish I had done this a long time ago. They're available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, and it starts with a phone call to their home office. It's right here in the Metroplex. Call Sunburst Shutters this week to set an appointment for a free estimate 
at your home. And that is 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. News Talk 820, WVAP. 99.5 FM HD2. And WVAP.com. My electronic newsletter is called Neil Sperry's E gardens like in electronic neil sprays e-gardens and my goal was to have it be like an old-fashioned garden section because garden sections were getting less and less common in in newspapers newspapers are getting less and less common and neil sprays e-gardens comes directly from my computer to your email thursday evenings directly uh soon after seven uh, six p.m hello i'll get the facts down here there are always five stories in e-gardens one of them is always a featured plant for that week one of them is always uh the uh, gardening this weekend column where i give you the 12 or 15 most important things to accomplish that week and then the q a section where i answer your garden questions and then a couple of other uh, uh, stories something of current and important uh, interest to gardeners across texas i think you'll like e-gardens we have about eighty thousand subscribers i hope you'll sign up for it if you haven't uh, already you can see what it looks like by going to my website that's where you can buy my book and it's also where you sign up for e-gardens and uh, that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. As we finish our last uh, moments of the program today, if you're going to be planting a fall garden, your tomato plants need to go in the ground in the next week, the next one week in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Stay with small to mid-sized varieties. I don't know if your garden center will have them. Some will. Most won't. That's too bad. You can root them from cuttings, uh, but uh, stay with small to mid-sized varieties, the big Big boy and beefsteaks just don't set fruit well in our area. Mike Bass, nice job to all of you. Happy, safe 4th of July. Happy gardening.